I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Back to the Berg, presented by the PodHub Network. My guest today is from Beaver, PA, and has become a TikTok sensation, amassing over 518,000 followers. Please welcome to the program, Ben Ledbetter. Ben, what's up, buddy? Not much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we, we went to high school together. You were a few years younger than me. Um, I, your sister, I have some classes with your sister, so I knew her a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, well... I, 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 what was it like just growing up in Beaver from your perspective? Well, I live in Moon now. My okay. dad got a job my junior year of high school, AD at Moon, and we moved after I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but Beaver's, it's a lot different from Moon, I'll tell you. Moon is right by the airport. So, yeah. it, you know, when you wanted to go to like a big chain, big chain restaurant, like sit down to eat, you'd have to go to like Applebee's and Manaka or whatever. But now, it's literally like two minutes from my house, so it's a lot convenient that way, but it doesn't have the downtown feel to it, which I love doing that in Beaver. You know, just oh, call up a buddy, go to, you know, Sincerely Yogurt or whatever, whatever you want to go, you can do that. Beaver, as much as I loved Beaver, there's also, you know, cons to Beaver, like not having the restaurants, like I said before, but I mean, Beaver was great. I love growing up in Beaver, have so many friends still there. Beaver was, you know, just an awesome place to grow up and experience, you know, as a little kid. Yeah. So you mentioned the shops and the restaurants on the main yeah. street. Where was your place to hang out? Where did where did you go all the time with your with your friends? It it honestly just depended on the day. Uh, I think I love Cafe Colace. I love they had like those Italian ice sodas. Those yeah. things were amazing. <laughs> I love those. Uh, I love those growing up. But uh, probably Pizza Joe's was the main place. Yeah, you know, you know, like Saturday. I remember one. I think I was like seventh or eighth grade. It was me and a few other my buddies. We went to Pizza Joe's before the homecoming game on Saturday. I think, and I'm sure you were playing in that game since you were yeah. a few years ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, but probably. Pizza Joe's was always a spot. Their pizza is so good. I haven't been there in a long time, but I love Pizza so. Joe's. Yeah, I used to hang out at Pizza Joe's all the time, too. Um, me and my buddies, we would go down there. We would literally just spend hours in there. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And that, that was the place to be, like right, like you said, around 7th, 8th grade. Um, but I, I wanted to point out the pizza. Growing up, the pizza was great, right? Yeah, amazing. But now, I think if I went back, I'd be like, what the hell am I eating? You know, it's, <laughs> it's so greasy. It's so, it's super soggy. cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, it's you're right. Like, it's, soggy. it's like soggy. Like I had it. I think it was like freshman year of college. I went back. I was I was living in Beaver still my freshman year of college until the spring, and I went back just to like I was like I haven't had this in forever. It wasn't as good as I remembered it. I was like, yeah, like this is so so. Like it's not amazing like I used <laughs> to think it was. Like it's still good, but it's not like. Yeah, I don't know. 
Taste our palates, our palates have matured. Exactly. Mature. <laughs> All sure. right. So now let's let's talk about you played sports obviously growing up. Yeah. What was your favorite sport to play? Baseball by a long shot. Okay. I was also better at baseball than the other sports. I guess that helped a little bit, but yeah, it always helps. Sure. Number one, you're the best at, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, did you do any travel ball at all? I didn't. I I almost did tenth, eleven. I don't remember what grade it was. I almost did it, but then I don't like to like be away a lot. I don't like to travel that much, and so I was like, I don't want to be gone long on Saturdays. Yeah. There was a Steel Town Maulers. I don't know if you know what Alec Berg is, but his dad is the coach. Uh, yeah, and he, asked, he came up to me, asked me if I wanted to play. Me and my dad talked about it. He decided not to. But, I mean, looking back, I wish I would have because I would have met, like, other people and stuff. But, you know, you only live once, so you can't really go back and change things. But it's all yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we kind of I kind of touched on this with you before the show because I wanted to preface yeah. it. Um, growing up and being in high school in Beaver, me and you were kind of the same, just separated mm-hmm. by a few years. We yeah. were really quiet. Yeah. And I noticed in myself that once I got to like senior year on to college, that's when I kind of broke out of my shell. And now I'm seeing that with you and strictly from just seeing you on TikTok, obviously. Yeah. That's really the only contact I've had with you since high school mm-hmm. was on TikTok. And I've noticed you've really come out of your shell. What was that journey like for you? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that could take something away from this conversation and just, you know, be a little more outgoing and just, you know, just, I don't know, just get out of their shell. Because I know it was yeah. big for me to get out of my shell. I mean, I wasn't a shy kid. I was just reserved. I like kept to yeah. myself a lot in high school. But I went, originally when I went to college, I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I went for sports broadcasting originally and went to a camp between my junior and senior year so some before my senior year I went to a sports announcer camp at Waynesburg which is where I go now yeah. and uh that kind of like helped me like because before I was like really nervous when I was in a like pre- presentation or wh- whatever it might be I was just really nervous to go up and talk in front of people but doing that really helped me and honestly like I still was a little bit shaky like if you look at my old really really cringy TikToks I seem <laughs> like really like shy really like unsure about it but now I think TikToks honestly helped me like open my shell and be like more vocal but on college to help you know making new friends and stuff you got to go out of your comfort zone to talk to people so yeah I mean yeah. I think I would sum up like that <laughs> yeah so um do you still go to school for sports management no, sports broadcasting. Or sports broadcasting, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm marketing now, marketing major. Okay. So that's like business, yeah, business side. Okay, because I was going to say, like, so I went to school, obviously, like, I mean, I'm doing this, so I obviously went to, for digital media. Um, and that's kind of what broke me out of my shell the most. Like you said, like, in high school, I was, like, really shaky. Like, the one thing I can remember is I, I had to do a presentation in an English class, and it was, like, a book report speech or whatever and I, I was like well I'll do it on Willie Stargell I love Willie Stargell like I know everything about Willie Stargell and I get up there to do the report and I froze and I was like holy crap like getting up in front of a classroom is so much different than just you know spouting off stats to your dad or something you know yeah and I think going to school for digital media and all that <clears throat> wow voice crack 
uh, going to school for digital media helps with that to get over that. Uh, but also I was forced to take a radio class and you had to have a show and you had to be on the air for at least an hour every week. And me being like the timid, like, I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't like this. Like, I don't like to talk to people. That is really what brought me out of my show. So I think that's for you, it was TikTok. And for me, it was radio. You obviously have more people, more eyes on you. I probably had two, two pairs of ears listening to me at Bethany college. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I had to do radio too when I was yeah. broadcast. So I did broadcasting my whole freshman year was broadcasting and yeah. electronic, electronic media, which is kind of like digital media. Yeah. But um, I had to do radio shows. So I guess that kind of, I kind of helped me break out of the shell too, you know, talking. I mean, it was the Waynesburg radio, which I don't even think there's any, like one person hey. listening at all times. So like, listen, literally- I got to like, I, when I learned you went to Waynesburg and you said you went to school for uh, sports media, I was like, this dude's legit. Cause <laughs> we were like being at Bethany college. Like we, we knew you guys, like we were in the same conference and everything. Yeah. You guys had all the equipment we wanted. You guys had literally classes dedicated to like, okay, this is how you would report the news. This is how you would report sports. Like this is how you do this and that for media we were so jealous of that because yeah well our equipment was like from the 90s and then this was from the 70s so (laughs) (laughs) that's great but uh (laughs) they just got updated equipment like my sophomore years like the beginning of my sophomore years when they got updated equipment they got like a new radio system they got like new it was like they they were in hd and they went to 4k so oh wow or no, no, we're no still... it was SD to HD. It was SD to HD, I'm pretty sure. So it was so, yeah. like, it looked like a 70s like TV. Like it was yeah. bad. I was like, whoa, am I like back in the like 70s? It was like, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, was no, weird. for us, it was so our, our engineer, Mr. Dumas, love that guy. He would always tell us like, yeah, we got HD cameras and everything, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. And I had a parent come up to me one time because I, for some reason, I looked important. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, hey, you do the broadcasting, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, we try to watch online and it's so like pixelated. And I'm like, well, we got HD cameras. And then I come to find out we have like no bandwidth to broadcast that stuff on the internet. So we got these HD cameras. They ain't doing jack shit. <laughs> you know, man. It was it was a struggle being at Bethany That's College crazy. up in the woods, up in the hills of West Virginia, man. <laughs> I mean, in a way, Waynesburg and Bethany are a lot alike because they're in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. like they just plop the college <laughs> down in this random ass spot. And because Waynesburg, the closest like chain restaurant, like besides Bob Evans, we have a Bob Evans like right by campus, but like we have to go like either a Washington or Morgantown to get yeah. like a big chain. So it's like it's like weird because I come home like, oh, two minutes down the road, I got Hermanis, I got all these different places I can go to. But it's like there, I just, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. no, for us, it was like, it was a trip just to go get gas. 
Yeah. Like it literally took 15 minutes to go get gas. It was like, you better have a quarter tank if you're going to get gas. <laughs> Holy crap. We're yeah, way back crazy. there, man. It's literally Bethany is one street. <laughs> that's, the, that's the school in town. Wow, like, we're, we're not that bad. We have like gas stations like right near campus. So we're fine. But that's crazy. Yeah, 15 no, minutes for a gas station. Wow. I that's, loved it. That's insane. <laughs> And then if you wanted to go to like Walmart or go to like a steakhouse or something, it was about a half hour drive, 45 minutes. Wow, wow, wow. On, the back, on these back roads that had like potholes and shit. <laughs> that's, that's insane. I can't believe it that. It was yeah, bad, but I loved crazy. every second of it. <laughs> well, I, I, as much as I enjoy going to Williamsburg, the thing that I hate the most is the distance of places. Like, yeah. there's like, like obviously like, um there's no parties like we don't have house parties or anything like that which is a little sucks like i turned 21 this month like the 29th i turned 21 so it's uh, yeah. yeah like that's lit but like, <laughs> can't really drink or anything but it's whatever yeah like, yeah so what was i gonna I was, I was gonna keep talking about college oh yeah so you're you're going to school for marketing now yes has anything you've learned from your marketing classes gone into your TikTok career? So I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. Obviously marketing yeah. is more business side, but you can bring that into your TikTok. So I'm wondering if you've done that at all. Well, I've, I got a brand deal. I have the bottle right here. It's the coldest water yeah. bottle. And I think that kind of helped me a little bit to know where to like, uh, free ads, no free ads. like it's annoying where it's like, Oh, this is the best water bottle on earth. Go to my, like that stuff's dumb. But like, I just plop in the back. Like I either like hold it up front before I take a video, I'll plop in the background and just like, um, I guess that's a little like, as like product placement. Yeah. So I mean, like, a lot of people do that. Yeah. There are more, a lot of, more of the, just in the background than the people being like, Hey, look at this water bottle. Yeah. I feel like if you shove it in people's faces, they're less enticed oh. to go buy it. <laughs> People just like swipe up, like swipe, take show, and like it's like that's dumb. I don't want to see that. Like, give me good content. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that, that's annoying. I don't want like I don't want people to do that. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to like know. Like I, I spent like a week just saying like I don't want to just like shove this in someone's face. So I found another dude that like had TikTok or had this water bottle on TikTok, and so he just like plop in the back. I was like, oh, that's easy. This. They like sent me a whole contract, and you just have to have like the label showing, and a bunch of other stuff. But and then I put like a discount code in my bio if people want to buy it. So you know, it was simple, but like at the same time, marketing kind of like helped me, like you know, get the help, um, market the water bottle, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the number of followers you have. Okay. That's a lot. That's half a mil. Yeah, half a mil, dude. That's crazy. It is How, crazy. What What do you? What would you say was the reason you got to that number? Was it just putting out content after content after content? Was it just making sure you had quality content? Was it a combination of both? Well, here's the thing. I downloaded TikTok because I was. I think it was like beginning of my sophomore year of college. I was. My friend's like, you need to download this app. Like, it was my roommate. He's like, it's like cool. Like, there's pranks and stuff. I was like, all right. And then I was just kind of like goofing around one day in quarantine. I got super bored. So I was like, you know, let's make some content. And I just kept posting and posting and posting. And I reached like 10,000 by like 
think I downloaded in March. I got to 10,000 by late May. And then I got to 100K by July. And just kind of like, I just kept kind of like, I kept trying different things because I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Do I want to do like sports? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? I started off doing like kind of like comedy. It wasn't funny. Like it was, <laughs> it was awful. Like it was cringy. I went back and watched it a few days ago. I'm like, why did I ever do this? But one of the videos got like 800,000 views. So I'm like, well, I guess it wasn't that bad. But it was just really cringy. <laughs> like looking back at it. Yeah. And then I went from that to sports for a while. Then I switched to like kind of like factual, like cool, like fact videos that got me like, 250,000 my followers just doing the factual videos and now I'm back to sports because it's something where I don't have to try to make the content and like I love yeah, sports right? exactly I can just naturally make it and it doesn't seem like I'm forcing content out so I mean I how I got there luck I'll, I'll just put out there luck because the algorithm is literally all luck yeah. there's like different ways you have a for you page and stuff and it's all luck there's no like your obviously like your content has to be good but there's like it depends like how many people share the video, follow you, like the video. It's just a, this weird algorithm that's just completely random if videos go viral or not. It could be the best content in the world. Yeah. But I mean, it also helps to have a large audience like I do, I guess, too, to push that content more. But yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely like something that I'm proud of, something that like took time, but like just to, you know, have that many followers is honestly just really cool and it's a blessing. Yeah. So I wanted to, you said you got, you just got lucky. And yeah. I was listening to, I listened to a podcast called two bears, one cave. It's Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura, two very good comedians, in my opinion. Um, and Bert, I mean, he obviously made it a lot funnier than I, I'm going to, but he said, you know, one of these days I wish Kevin Hart would just be like, I got here from luck. Cause you know, Kevin Hart's always like, Oh, I'd put my heart and soul in this I, hard work, blah, blah, blah. It's like, and he was like, listen, when it comes to fame and especially the comedy business, it's all luck. And I think it's really like, it's really cool of you to, to have the same testament of like, listen, I might be doing really hard work and like putting my all into this, but at the end of the day, it's all luck. I think people who can admit to it just being luck are way more humble than most people. <laughs> Cause if you're saying, oh, it's, I got here from hard work. It's like, yeah, we know you put in the work, but it's like, who noticed? Who, like, you know, whoever notices, that's all luck, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. I mean, it's like getting, I guess, you want to call me famous, whatever, known. I guess we'll just go with known. Yeah, we'll go with known. <laughs> we'll go with known. Don't get too big of a head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people call me famous, but I'm, I don't like that. I think it's very cliche it's just i don't like the sound of it i'm like i'm not famous no one like comes up from the street and says yo what's up like that that's famous i'm not that but um i think like obviously like you said it, take, it takes like effort but at the same time like it does there's a lot of luck involved which is yeah. you know i'm lucky enough to have this following like i don't it's not like it is part like talent it is part like being interest being interesting like content creator but at the same time it's it's like the song, uh, 20% law, 20% skill. Oh, That's yeah, all. yeah, Exactly. The, like that the song. best I mean, hype song when we were in middle school. <laughs> yeah, I, before every football game, belts would play that on the uh, the intercom in the stadium. Wow, like, I'm surprised on, he played that, not uh, Michael yeah. Jackson. Well, he did that too, but <laughs> that was on there too. That was, those were the days. 
Oh my god. I still I have almost every Michael Jackson song stuck in my head because of Jeff Belts. He's actually the assistant superintendent at Moon now. Yeah, I saw that now that he mm-hmm. uh, he's done coaching. Um yeah. I, might, I might actually look to get him on the podcast. That'd be that'd be really cool. I, I think I'd be it. intimidated. I was always intimidated by Belts. Oh, me too, but like I met like I my dad's like friends with him at Moon and so like he came over the other week and like I was like, is this a Jeff Belts like that coached me? Like he is such right? a different person. It's like he's the most like genuine person, kind. He like asked me how school was going. I mean, he's a really like nice guy to talk to. Like I was like, wow, this like surprised me. Like Jeff Belts is a great guy. Like I loved him when he was the coach, but at the same time, it's weird seeing a different side of someone when they're not the coach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my one experience with him outside of school, I think it might have been like after my first semester of college, maybe even sooner, I don't know. But we were at Bowser's in, um, in Manaka, I think, or yeah. Center. And we're in there and we, we see Belts at the bar eating sandwich, just having a beer. And I'm like, he does that? Like, he's just a normal person? Because it's <laughs> like, you know, in sports, we can talk about like stoic figures and like people who just, they have a way about them. And it might be stupid to say this, but Jeff Belts did a lot in his career in Beaver County. He's in the Beaver County uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah. He just has a way about him. It's kind of stoic. He does. He's like a very, I guess, kind of like us reserved dude. Like he keeps yeah. himself <laughs> and he holds all these records at Freedom for baseball and football. I think he holds a Geneva record for baseball. Yeah. And it's just crazy. I was like, this dude was a heck of an athlete when he was in college and high school. And like, you wouldn't know by looking at him. Yeah. He's always, I'm not gonna say he look, it's not like he doesn't look like an athletic dude, but like, it's crazy. I saw, I think it was, he holds a record for uh, batting average, stolen bases and most hits in the season in Geneva. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I never would have guessed that. Like he doesn't look like a super like speed dude, but it's kind of cool just like to see that. I remember the joke whenever I was playing. Um, do you remember Coach Crossland? No, he he was gone by the time. Probably, I- yeah. He's probably gone by the time he got there. Well, Coach Crossland, great dude. He he was the throwing coach for the track team, but he also coached defensive ends. And he was a bigger dude. Like, he was round. Like, almost yeah. as round as me. <laughs> and – him and uh, Coach Belts, they went to school together in Freedom, and then I think they also went to Geneva together. I could be wrong on the second part. But one day, Jeff Belts was coming up to the defensive guys, and, you know, the linemen were over there too, and they started talking, and Coach Crossland goes, this big dude, he's just like, yeah, I used to be able to beat uh, Coach Belts in a race in high school. And then Belts is like, you beat me by like a foot. <laughs> and we were like, Coach Crossland beat you in a race? Like, you're like – and, you know, Belts is, like, the most athletic-looking dude. That's you're crazy. You're talking to Coach Crossland, who's a very round fellow, very Santa Claus-esque. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to be a fucking stoic athlete. And we're like, holy shit. <laughs> That's insane. That's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm sure some people got bored with that conversation. It was a little beaver insider. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> But I, I had to get it out there. Had to talk about Jeff Belts. Any, any chance I get, he's one of the best coaches I ever had. Me too. Um, so moving on, we talked about college. We talked about TikTok a little bit. Let's talk about the Steelers. You talk about the Steelers a lot in your TikToks. 
obviously we're both from Western PA. It's kind of what the show's about or else you wouldn't be here. <laughs> so let's talk about where did your fandom start? A lot of people say from birth, but when did you really know, like, hey, I, I'm, I believe black and gold? I was really young. I probably, like, I was – this 2005 is when they beat the Seahawks. I was a fan yeah. then. So, before that, like, three, four years old. My dad tried to get me one Christmas to be a Bengals fan. He's from Cincinnati, so he's a huge oh. – Yeah. So, I was like, no. Like, I think they were, like – they were probably, like, not good then either. So, I was just like, I would be a Steelers fan. Like, I like these – I think it was, like, a color thing. Like, I like the yellow when I was little. I like yeah. the – so I was like, I like this better. He's like, okay, nothing I can do about it. You, you can choose what you want to do. Like, he didn't force – the only team he forced me on was Ohio State. Like, I'm an Ohio State fan. But uh, when it comes to Steelers, black and gold runs in my veins. I love the Steelers. Yeah. Now, what about uh, – I'm sure you, you love the Pirates. You love – Yeah, I love the Pirates too. You love the Penguins. Yep. I want to hear your – Hockey's my least favorite sport out of okay. the four, but yeah. I want to hear your opinion on the Pittsburgh Pirates and the current state of the organization. I want to know your opinion. <laughs> they, uh, when I saw that Josh Bell trade last week, I just was like, oh, boy, here we go. And it was on I Christmas was like, Eve, right? Christmas or Christmas Eve? It was real, yeah, it was really close to Christmas <laughs> Day. And I was just like, wow, what a good – Present the Pirates just gave me. Yeah, like, it's like Merry Christmas. Here we go. You lost your franchise. Josh Bell to the National. I was like, oh boy, oh man, I love the Pirates. Like I go to, I try to go to like three, four games every year. Um, I was probably the biggest Andrew McCutcheon fan you'll ever meet. I still am. I love that dude. The thing, just not the player, but the person. He's a genuine yep. person very faithful to God. He's a great guy. And it, I just, I loved it. Like he's, he was the heart of Pittsburgh for six, seven years, however long he was here for. And, you know, the dreads were awesome when he got those cut. I was like, uh-oh, he's about to like go <laughs> and kind of dead a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's in Philly now and he, he was balling out until he tore his ACL last year, which was a little bummer for him. But yeah. Yeah, so I love I love the Pirates. I could to touch on Andrew McCutcheon. I think he really like he was Pittsburgh. He embodied Pittsburgh. I think oh. that's why everybody loved him so much. He he yeah. told Corey one time in an interview that he used to just he on Sunday day games, he would just walk across the Clemente Bridge to work. And like people would come up to him and be like, Hey, have a good game today. Like, good luck at work. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But like that's the other thing about Pittsburgh is like with our with our athletes, like nobody's gonna get up in your face, be like, Oh, can you sign this? Unless like you're outside the stadium waiting. But like nobody does that to, to our athletes. I think that's why no. athletes love playing in Pittsburgh so much because they get their privacy. I but, mean, there's a I know I've heard stories from a lot of other like just like articles I've read about players in other cities who have been like like I can't go anywhere without being bothered. Like these fans always come up and shove stuff in my face or to sign. It's really annoying. Yeah. But like I've seen, who did I see? I saw one of the Steelers in public. I don't. I think it was a while. Oh, it was Kobe Hamilton. I don't know if you remember him. He was. A, I saw him at the airport. Um, from I think it was from Georgia to Pittsburgh. I was coming back from vacation, and the Steelers had just signed him. I met him, and uh, he was a really like cool dude. And I, I asked for a picture. I didn't ask for an autograph, but he yeah. I, like took a picture with him. He was really cool. Like I talked to him probably like for 20 minutes about like 
his like life and like where he went to college and stuff. And he's like a really genuine and cool dude. Like it was a really cool experience. Yeah, I uh, I ran into Bill Cower at the airport, yeah. Pittsburgh airport. I was on my way to Vegas for my 21st birthday. And my aunt, I was with my aunt. She is the biggest Steeler fan you will ever meet. I don't think anybody could top her. Um, and she she looks at me, she goes, hey, Code, look who that is. And I look, I'm like, wait, who is that? <laughs> she goes, that's Bill Cower. How do you not know that? Like she like looks <laughs> on the head. She's like, that's Bill Cower. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're not trying to freak him out, you know, and he's talking to people at the bar. He's being real social. And then we're about to leave. And I go, hey, coach, can we get a picture? And he's like, yeah, sure. And That's I go crazy. to take the picture. I go to take the picture, right? I just found out that you can use, like, the, the buttons on the side here to take a picture. And, like, I'm shaking. I'm like, oh, God, this is Bill Cowher. This dude's, like, in the Hall of Fame. And I go to take the picture. It's super blurry. And I'm like, oh, can we do another one? And he gave me the chin. He goes, yeah, we can do another one. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't even do it justice. But he gave me the chin. And he was like, yeah, we can do another one. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fantastic, though. Bill I wrote Cowher. a about that a while ago. But yeah, where, where I, I just had it? to bring it up. What's that? Where, where was it? It was it was at the airport. And it, we were at one of those dinky little, like, it wasn't even like an Applebee's or like a TGI Friday's. It was one of those off-brand Permani brothers inside the airport. It was like, and that's the most Pittsburgh thing ever because he's from Pittsburgh. So like, he just. I always forget he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. But he was, he was he was sitting there eating like a knockoff Permani sandwich, having a beer. <laughs> it's the most Pittsburgh thing ever. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I've always. He's like one of those dudes that I feel like is just like really like go with the flow, real genuine, and just doesn't really care. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I mean, he was a great coach for his Steelers, led them to the Super Bowl, and he retired after they won the Super Bowl. But props to him. Props yeah. to him. So that's now, awesome. That's a cool story. Oh yeah, it's that's one of my favorite stories to tell. <laughs> how, how long ago was that? I'm 23. I'm about to be 24, so it's about three years ago. Okay, that's really cool though. Yeah. So now let's talk about the current state of the Steelers. When this podcast right. comes out, we won't know what happened in the playoffs. I think it'll be two weeks from now. Yeah. So let's just talk about regular season, everything that happened. In my opinion, before I get your opinion, I want to say, I think the Big Ben revenge tour was a success. That's the one big takeaway I'm taking from this season. I think he proved people wrong. He proved that he could still play. He didn't let the injury get in the way, and he did his thing. Okay. Well, I agree with that to a sense. I think the first – let's go first nine games. First nine games, he was better than I've seen him since, like, 2009. Lights out. Throwing the deep ball to Deontay Johnson on a dot, and he was dragging three guys on his back and throwing a dot to Claypool in the end zone. Like, he was just like – I was like, whoa, is this Big Ben, like, at Vintage 41 ben. years old? Vintage he, he Ben. Was, <laughs> it was. And I think I'm, – I'm, I'm not even going to blame him because I don't know who's calling the plays. But after they hit the Jaguars game, everything went downhill. And I don't know what happened, but what the second half of the Colts game, 
I don't know what happened in that locker room at halftime, but that was the best football I saw them play all season. Like, literally yeah. all season. I think even better than the first half of the season. And he was just – he was just throwing the ball more freely. He The play calls were opening up, and it was just awesome to see that. And I heard something that he was – that the Colts were calling their plays, like at the line of scrimmage in the first half, and Claypool went up to Feetner during the first half, and he's like, he's calling out our plays. He's like, just, let's just keep running them. And they were – and uh, he's like, let Ben call the plays. And so he's like, no, no, we'll go with the game plan. And they were down 17, Randy Feetner. I, I'm not a fan of him personally. Me neither. But <laughs> um, they kept calling the plays out, and Ben would audible the play call at the line of scrimmage, and that's how they got the 21 points to win the game. And I was like, that's a really cool story. And it's good to hear that Ben isn't calling his own plays in that first half because that was just idiotic play calling, in my opinion, in the first half. I mean, in my opinion, obviously they should run the ball more often, but the passing game worked, and I'm glad it did. I'm glad they got that when they really needed it. And this week, you know, they play the Browns and the wild card, and I hope they play well. Um, They have um, (laughs) – I'm I'm a very superstitious person, so I'm not gonna say anymore. But um, <laughs> I, with Mike, there or I don't even remember his first name, but the Browns coach is out with COVID, so yeah, Stefans- Stefanski. Yeah, yeah Stefanski. There you go. And he's a great coach. Like he, oh, yeah. the Browns needed him in a big way. Freddie Kitchens was a bum. They got rid of him like that. Stefanski really helped them out. All respect to the Browns this year. They have really played well. Baker's improved a lot. He was a bum last year. This year he's turned around in the second half of the season. First half he was awful too, but <laughs> second half of the season he turned around playing a little bit better. Sorry for any Browns fan listening, but yeah, <laughs> I think that the Browns are a legit team this year. I I mean, we almost beat them with Mason Rudolph, but I'm – I'm not going to say anything because, like I said, <laughs> but I think that if we play the way we did defensively and if our offenses came out the way we did, that we have a great chance to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we talked about um, the Colts game. I What happened in the Colts game is very reminiscent of what happened in the Eagles game where Ben was, yeah. he was reading the coverage and he was making adjustments. And it seemed like whenever things started to go downhill, he just refused to make adjustments. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he wasn't watching enough film or if they were showing new fronts to him late in the season that teams weren't showing early in the season. But literally what happened with the Colts game is the same thing that happened in the Eagles game. And in in the Eagles game, we saw what happened. It gave Claypool his best game of the season, four touchdowns. And then with the Colts game, he just went off. He was like, listen, I see these safeties doing this. I see these guys blitzing. I'm just going to get it out quick. You know, let's, let's get it done. And from what I heard, what happened in the locker room that game, Ben was frustrated, obviously, but he didn't, he didn't like yell or blame anybody. He said, listen, this is our job, but we have the great, like we have the greatest job in the world. So let's just have fun. Like, I guess that was the big issue. I think with that skid is everybody stopped having fun there because you, you had the, uh, the pressure of the undefeated season, which I think everybody was relieved when we lost. I was relieved. Oh so yeah. Was I. <laughs> I was, I was a little upset. We lost your team without a name, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all right. 
Hey, I think they're one of the better teams actually in the NFC. They they peaked at the right time. That's sometimes yeah. that's all you need is the peak at the right time. You know, well, they had a little bit of drama with Dwayne Haskins, but besides that, yeah, obviously. But you've seen really it in the past, like the Steelers in two thousand five. They peaked at the right time, and then the Giants, the first time they went to the Super Bowl against New England, they peaked at the right time. So I think uh, just looking at the whole NFL and the playoffs. I think Washington is a team to look out for, and I can't wait to see Chase Young sack Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be awesome! As an Ohio State fan, I and him being a former that team up north, I I hope he just blasts him. Oh, it's gonna like, be great! <laughs> all respect to Tom Brady; he's an amazing quarterback. I honestly have respect for him as a person too. Apparently, he is a great person too. So, you know, respect to him; he's one of the best to play the game. But I really hope Chase Young just absolutely comes off that edge and rips that ball and just takes it for a touchdown or something happens. Because yeah, he, he's a heck of an athlete. He's a rookie. He has speed. He's probably one of the strongest defensive ends. Kid's a natural freak of an athlete. And I absolutely. think that – I think people underestimate him a lot, didn't think the talent was going to transfer, but he's already shown. He's made some – he made a heck of a play at the goal line on Benny Snell. Yep. He literally just stopped him, and he literally barely touched him, and he just made Benny Snell look like a three-year-old going down. <laughs> like it, it was sad. Yeah, the play calling was awful in that drive, but we're not going to talk. We're not talking about that. Right <laughs> now. We're talking about Chase Young and how that kid's a freak of a 20, 22 year old kid. Yeah. literally younger than you, and yeah. he is <laughs> one of the best athletic. I'll say he's one of the most athletic defensive ends in the NFL right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a betting man, so I'm hoping either FanDuel or DraftKings has a prop bet for him to sack Brady over one and a half times because I'm taking the over on that one. <laughs> Are you? You think two sacks? Oh, yeah. I think he's determined. He's like – he, like you said, he wants to, he wants to sack him because he's an ex-Michigan guy and you have the added bonus of being the greatest quarterback of all time. Who doesn't want to get to that guy? As a defender. Uh, I agree 100%. Like, he's he has – like, Chase Young and the uh, Washington football team have nothing to lose playing this game. They literally exactly. have nothing to lose and everything to gain. They're going so balls to the wall, man. They don't care. They're going to bring out full, full blitzes. They have to every play. Like, they don't care. They just want to have a chance to hang in with Tampa Bay because that team is very talented. They have A.B. Gronk. Like, they are very skilled. Very yeah. skilled team. And they have and, a they have a great chance to go to the NFC Championship and maybe play the Saints, probably Seahawks. I think either one of those teams are probably going to come out the NFC. But yeah, that's yeah. I was I was talking about this with um, Jordan DeFigio from the Helmet yeah. Podcast, and she told me what were we talking about? Oh, we said that surprisingly, Tampa Bay is less consistent on offense than they are on defense. Wow. But we saw this past week. Who did they play this past week? I don't even remember. I feel like it wasn't a good team. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure they won. Yeah, they won. So that, that was the thing is we saw a little bit more consistency with them, um, even though, you know, AB stealing people's touchdowns and <laughs> Mike Evans, unfortunately, had a gr bad injury. I, don't, I, I was going to say gruesome, but – was really gruesome. You just tell something bad happened. He's out for the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. The whole playoffs, no matter what happens. 
Yeah, so I think that's where they're going to have most of their issues. And the trend this season has been Tom Brady not playing well in primetime. That's been the trend all year, and they're playing primetime on Saturday night. So yeah, that's going to be the game to watch. Obviously, it's in that primetime spot, which is where NBC wants it to be. So, uh, Yeah, so what's your prediction for AFC Championship? So I talked, like I said, I talked to Jordan about this, and I said the team to come out of the AFC unbiasedly is going to be the Buffalo Bills. I think they're the most complete team. They're peaking at the right time. Um, and, you know, we all know they're going to have to go through K- KC most likely. And I, I just, don't know about that. I would not be certain. I honestly think it's going to – okay, it's either going to be Tennessee or Baltimore. I think that's going to come out on that side. I okay. Kansas City really hasn't looked that great in the past few weeks. Their offense has been very inconsistent. That defense has been consistent, but the offense is very – like, they are reigning NFL champions, and they are a great team. And I just – I don't know. I think that either Tennessee or Baltimore could give them a run in that game. And then, you know, I I don't know. The, the Steelers and Bills – if the Steelers beat the Browns, they play the Bills. And yeah. I'm very nervous if they do. It's going to be a, a heck of a game. I'm like, I love the Steelers. They're my team. I think they can beat them if they play a complete game. But as we know, we usually don't play a complete game for a quarter. So, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to win, but we'll see what happens. That's going to yeah, be a heck of I a mean, game. It's, it's it, the playoffs. So, you might see something different. You know, I feel like watching the Steelers, most, most of the time, they play way different in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. They do. That's true. And here's the thing if they, if they come out with that second-half mentality they had against the Colts, against the Bills, the whole game, they have a great chance to win that game if their defense holds. Yeah. If the defense holds, and that's a huge if because they and ran I mean, all get, over us when we played them last time. They scored, like, 30 points. Getting Spillane back is going to help immensely. Yeah. And I think he, it's funny. Is we're he back? About this. He, He's supposed to be back, yeah. Awesome. But I think it's funny. We're, we're talking about this game, and by the time this podcast comes out, it had already happened. Yeah, both games. <laughs> so hopefully we win. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully won the uh, championship. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, since we already talked about the AFC, let's talk about the NFC. Who do you think is going to come out of the M- NFC? It's going to either be whoever wins the Saints and Seahawks game. That's my prediction. Okay. If, if those two teams meet, depending if the Seahawks get upset in the first round, I don't think they will. That's going to be – I can't remember who they play. They play the Rams. The Rams, they're a great team. Great, They're a great team, way better than they were last year. I think Jared Goff has shown that he's a decent quarterback. He can throw and um, he can throw consistently. But he, I think, just, I think he doesn't Seattle, have the weapons. He doesn't are you talking have the about weapons. the Seattle-LA game? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought you said the Saints were playing. No, Seattle. sorry. I, I did say that originally, and then I changed direction. I was just making sure. Sorry, okay. I threw a curveball at you. Yeah, Saints but, play the Bears. Rams play Seahawks. Okay, good. Saints, Keep going. <laughs> I think Saints will absolutely dismantle the Bears. No offense, but the Bears just aren't a strong team on defense. Um, I think they're strong on defense, not strong enough on offense. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, their offense isn't very strong. David Montgomery is a running back. He's decent. He has improved a lot this year. I just don't think that Trubisky is the answer. He's very inconsistent. He, he has some shines of 
being a good quarterback this year, but I don't think he's a complete quarterback. And then you're playing that good of a team with Drew Brees. Kamara, he scored six touchdowns on Christmas Day. That was one of the best performances I've ever witnessed. He absolutely dominated that game. I don't even remember who they played that game, but he was just the star of that game. Yeah. And um, it, he broke, like, so many records that game, too, which is crazy. Uh, my one friend had him on fantasy, and he lost by point eight points because my other friend had Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and they put up, like, 82 points yeah. combined. And he barely won, which is crazy. But um, I think that the Saints – are going to beat the Seahawks if they play each other. I think they'll go to the championship. I think the Bucks will get beaten by the Packers. I think it'll be Packers-Saints. That's going to be a battle. You got Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, two amazing quarterbacks, both with one Super Bowl. So they both have two, uh, one appearance each, too. So if I think if Brees wins, I think Brees will win. That's my opinion. I think Brees will beat Rodgers. It's going to be a heck of a game. It's just what defense will hold. Yeah. Um. Honestly, because both offenses are so high powered, obviously people are like, "Well, the Saints just run slants the whole game." Well, it works for them. It doesn't matter what the plays yeah. are. If it works for them, <laughs> works for them. And obviously, being as good as they are, it works for them. And I think their defense has, you know, Lattimore, uh, Cam Jordan. They have a great few factors in their own defense. And same with the Packers with the weapons they have in the Smith brothers and uh, Alexander on the, at corner. I didn't think they have a solid team as well. I think that Saints will come out in the A or the NFC, and AFC is a toss-up for me. I, I don't even I, if the Steelers play like we saw, they could have a run. But yeah, sorry, I've yeah. been taking a lot of your time, so go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I agree. I think the Saints will come out. I think it'll be because of their run game. I agree. Because they'll most likely play Green Bay, and I don't think Green Bay has a good enough run defense to stop Kamara. Kamara. Um, I don't think Breeze will have to pass as much either. Uh-uh. I, I mean, he's getting old. He's he's looked like the oldest out of the top quarterbacks so far. He also had an injury this year too, as well. And that's what I mean is I don't think he's fully recovered. I oh, mean, no, he just wanted to play the last few. Yeah, games. he just wants to play. If they go to the playoffs, and, everyone would be like, "Oh, he's like legit, like they're yeah. gonna win the Super Bowl." <laughs> Honestly, I could picture uh, AFC Championship. With either the Bills, I honestly, honestly, like, I think the Chiefs will lose in the divisional round. That's my hot take. Chiefs lose okay. in the divisional round. Either the Titans or Ravens. Okay. So, I mean. I can see them losing to the Titans. I don't see them losing to the Ravens. Okay. I just. But I still think Kansas City is going to be going against Buffalo, and I think Buffalo would win. Okay. So but that's my about- unbiased opinion. Biased opinion is Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, when it comes to TikTok, I'm always biased because that always gets more views, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like, this kid's a Steelers fan. He's going to call this BS. It's kind of like Wee Hoop. And I don't know if you've seen him on TikTok, but no. <laughs> he's a huge Ravens fan. And he, like, goes off on how the Ravens are the best team and Lamar's the GOAT and how Lamar's going to carry them to the Super Bowl. And at the end, end of every video, he goes, I called it. And like everyone just in the comments, there's all these like little petty like eight year olds going at him. Like Lamar's not the go. I'm like he's joking. He's not for real. He knows that Lamar's not the go. Like come on now. But uh, it's just funny. It's really funny. And uh, I think like biased, biased. I say Steelers Saints. Unbiased. I say Bill Saints. Like you said. 
Yeah, I'd have to agree. Well, I'm glad we could get to know you a little more. Hopefully, your TikTok followers will check out the video and get to yeah, know. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to have people on, especially people that I know, because a lot yeah. of people talk to you. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, everybody check out Ben on TikTok. I'll be sure to uh, link his TikTok in the, uh, what do you call it? The bio? No. The description. Of yeah, the description. There you go. <laughs> in the description of the YouTube video. I don't know. You got descriptions, bios, all this crap. But yeah, I'll link him in the description and be sure to check him out. And Ben, thanks for coming on, man. It was fun. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.